Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing through the Gospel of Mark. We're in chapter 12. We're chasing a little rabbit here, though, in Matthew 23, the parallel passage. And we've seen in the previous two episodes that Jesus is warning his disciples and the crowds to beware of the scribes and Pharisees. Yes, listen to what they teach you because they sit in the seat of Moses, in the chair of Moses. Do according to what they say, but not what they do, because they tie heavy burdens upon you that are not in the law. They tell you to do all this stuff, and yet they will not lift one finger to do it. They'll put on a show in the way that they dress and the way they get respectful greetings and the seats they want in the synagogue and in the parties and the banquets. But you know what? They really devour widows' houses. So Jesus is warning them about that. At the end of what we saw in the Matthew passage in the previous episode, Jesus says, Do not be called, do not, do not be called rabbi, for there is only one who's your teacher, and you are all brothers. That's really important. Now catch that. Do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, and you are all brothers. You are all equal. So don't go around exalting one another with titles of fiction. Okay? Particularly don't go around with titles that are derived out of spiritual giftedness or spiritual roles and functioning and using that good thing that God has given to somebody to place as a title to separate you from the other brothers. Jesus said it, do not be called rabbi for one is your teacher and you are all brothers. We are all equal folks. Verse nine, Jesus says, do not call anyone on earth your father for one is your father. He who is in heaven. So I've mentioned it several times in the past, but in Catholicism, they, they have priests and they call them fathers. There was a very cool one here locally. He has since gone to glory, loved this guy to death. And when I first introduced our younger daughters to him, I guess they were probably about 11 and 13. We were at a large gathering, a large like outside event. And I, we came walking up to him. And I said, girls, this is, and he cut me off. I was going to say Father Kevin. Okay, Father Kevin. Because that's what his parishioners called him. That's what the people called him. And I, you want to walk in honor and deference to one another, right? He cut me off. I said, girls, this is... And he just, and he had this huge, sonorous voice. He says, hello, girls, I'm Kevin. And that spoke so much to me, even to this day, obviously, because I'm recounting it again, right? Because he knew. He knew, no, you don't, you don't have to call me father. He said, okay, the environment I am, I'm in, they do that, okay? But no, he knew what the Scripture says. Then Jesus said this in verse 10. Do not be called leaders, for one is your leader, that is Christ. So folks, we really do need to set aside these titles. We need to set aside this attitude that we have created through the hundreds of years of the body of Christ that has created a uh, division within the body. It's a fiction of division that separates us as brothers. Here's what we're to do. Jesus tells us in verse 11, but the greatest among you shall be your servant. We've already seen Jesus doing this with the disciples. We saw it in Matthew. We're seeing it in Mark now. Because remember, they were actually arguing over who's the greatest among them, <laughs> that kind of thing. He says, no, if you want to be the greatest, you must be servant. Verse 12, Jesus continues, whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself 
shall be exalted. That's a hard thing to do right there. Boy, we will all readily do it because our tendency is to sort of, you know, exalt ourselves even in a humble kind of way. <laughs> okay, it really is. But to walk in the humility of the Spirit and trust the Lord and let Him exalt you. And then Jesus starts to say this in verse 13, and he carries on for about 26 verses, I think. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And this is a pattern. I think he says this woe to you seven times, maybe eight times. I always forget that. But he says it several times, and then he tells them why. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people. For you do not enter in yourself, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. That is what was happening then with the religious rulership in Jesus. That is what is happening today. They shut the kingdom of heaven from the people. They refuse to enter into the kingdom of heaven, refuse to enter in the kingdom of God, and they don't allow those that are actually trying to and are pressing in and wanting to enter in, they don't allow them to do that. Now, people will say, well, we don't do that nowadays. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yes. And when you start realizing what's happening, what's going on, and particularly when you start realizing that a lot of times it's not done maliciously, okay? But anytime we sit there and say, oh, well, if you want to be in right relationship with God, you have to do this, 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 and you're talking about religious activity, come to this service, go to that service, do this, do that. If it's anything that is added to the simple faith and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, then we're committing this problem right here. Okay? We shut off the kingdom of heaven to people. We want them to be in the kingdom of heaven in the way that we are in the kingdom of heaven. In other words, we want them to be like us. And we never draw into question this. Is what we are doing right now what the Lord is calling us to do? It may have been what we've done for hundreds of years. To start with, is it right to begin with? Okay, let's say it was right 300 years ago. It may not be right for right now. And it is literally shutting the kingdom of heaven, all from the people. That's the first thing that Jesus says to them, woe to you. And then he says this in verse 14, woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, because you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense you make long prayers, therefore you will receive greater condemnation. See, he says that again. Again, 15, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you travel around on sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as you yourself. Oh, wow. You know, sometimes uh, I've been feeling like this in a couple of situations lately <coughs> where uh, you sort of struggle. You feel like, well, maybe I've been too forthright. Maybe I've been too direct. Maybe I shouldn't have said that in that way. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Maybe I just should be quiet and just do my little job right here and not worry about this and not worry about that. Maybe I've been too aggressive with stuff. And then you come and read this verse right here and things like this and how Jesus said things. And you realize, oh, no, no, no. I haven't arisen to the standard of uh, overturning the tables yet, okay? Though the word that you say may overturn the table in somebody's life, it needs to be overturned, folks. Speak forth the truth in love. That's what Jesus was doing. And he was speaking woes over them. He says, woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, you're hypocrites. Because guess what? You'll travel everywhere. You'll go around the sea and across the land. You'll go everywhere to make one proselyte. In other words, to convert somebody to what you believe. And when you had done that, you make him twice as much a son of hell as you yourselves are. We never draw that into consideration, that we're really not trying to bring them into the kingdom. We're far more interested in bringing them into our kingdom. Listen to the words that are said at your local church. 
Listen to what is said about how uh, they speak. Okay, we need to grow. We need to do this. We need to target this group. We need to go after this group. We need to do this. We need to do that. Listen to what's being said, and you'll hear the same type of thing. Because it's all about building our kingdom up. Oh, they'll come back. Oh, no, no, we're doing this for the kingdom of God. We're doing it. Oh, are you really? Are you really? If you're doing it for the kingdom of God, then why are you rejecting the way that God tells us to do it? You're doing it your way because you want to build up your kingdom. And the fruit of it is going to be exactly this, that you will make them twice the son of hell as you are. What does that mean? You're going to take somebody and they're going to come in and they're going to become like you and they're going to be even worse. And Jesus is telling them point blank that this is what's going on. Uh, again, folks, we'll have to stop right here. We'll have to continue this later. But this is what is happening, sadly, in so much, in the majority of the Western church. This is exactly what's going on. We need to repent of it. We need to go before the Lord and say, Father, forgive us for how we've been acting and behaving. We're here before you. Show us what you want for us right now. And I tell you what, he will show us things and do things in and through us to his praise and his honor and his glory. Are we going to do it? Or are we just going to sit there and talk about it all the time? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.